the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name's Mark Salem. Sitting next to me is Renee, my partner in crime. That's right. Yeah. We've been together for 462 years. Exactly. And uh, Seems like it most and, days. And, and we've been around the cars <laughs> ever since we got married. So if you have a car question or car problem, now's the time to jump in, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. And the phone lines will be yours and all of yours from that point for the next two or three minutes. But i got some business to take care of first. Strictly Diesel Service and Repair is a Better Business Bureau A-plus rated shop. They're dedicated in providing the very best service possible and in getting the job done right the very first time. At Strictly Diesel and Repair, they're die-hard diesel service and repair and parts guys. They work on both foreign and domestic light diesel trucks. They're located at I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road, North Phoenix. They do a good job, and if you want to stop by their website, you can, because they have lots of parts available, and you can kind of compare parts and find out what Strictly Diesel thinks about the parts and their performance and when you do and when you don't do that kind of stuff. So that's Strictly Diesel Service and Repair, I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road. Okay, I'm going to read the email we got the other day, or actually it was a voicemail. Okay. It says... Now I'm gonna. I wrote this down as close as I could to what he said because okay. I got a tape of the phone call. Okay. They were talking about cars on Saturday, and they were saying you could go eight to ten thousand miles on synthetic oil. Just wanted to let them know that oil goes bad because, because be, as it becomes acidic, it has nothing to do with the oil breaking down. And recommending that people use longer oil changes, longer than 6,000 miles, you are doing harm to their engines. The oil turns acidic and black looks, and the black looks like in the oil, I don't, this is crazy, Um, a mixture of all kinds of stuff happening in the engine that creates the acidity. That's my two cents worth. Let them know that they should not be telling people that. Thank you. Oh, yeah. We kind of talked about this last week, but we didn't have the transcripts. So yeah. you got it, obviously. Well, I found it, yeah. Yeah. Folks, um, Do you nothing... think he's been to the Babylon School of Oil? No. I no. don't think so. No, he's not <laughs> He's not been certified in, in make. I, I mean, okay. He says we're not supposed to. Folks, we've talked about this before. There's three kinds of oils out there. There's conventional. There's semi-synthetic or blended oils. And the blended oils, no one will tell you what percentage is synthetic and what percentage is what we call conventional. 
Now, it could be 80-20, it could be 50-50, it could be 95-5. We don't know, but a synthetic or a blended oil is what it is. Then we have a full synthetic, and the difference between the three of them is their ability to withstand miles. It's how good they do their job. So conventional oil has an oil change interval of three to 5,000 miles. A semi-synthetic or a blended oil moves that up a range. So from three to 5,000 is conventional, so from five to 7,500 is the blended oils. And then synthetic is 7,500 to 10,000 at least. So your oil change intervals and the kind of oil you use, they go hand in hand. That's a kind of a peanut butter and jelly kind of thing. If you're if you're, we have lots of customers on Ahwatukee and Mountain Park Ranch. Mm-hmm. Those people may drive 3,000 miles a year. Right. There's no sense in putting a synthetic oil that goes 10,000 miles because that means they're not going to see anybody for three years. Right? right. And that's not good to go a whole year right. or a whole three years for sure. So my personal opinion is, is we put them in a conventional oil, which has a three to 5,000 mile service range. That way we bring them in at the beginning of summer which is going to be April, May, somewhere around there. Then they go through the summer with fresh oil, and we've just recently checked out, we've aired up their tires, checked their fluids, checked their belts, checked their hoses. We've done everything we can to make sure the next 12 months is uneventful. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we don't have crystal ball. But we don't know if they're going to have a blowout or you know something like that, but we're looking for the obvious stuff. Right. So it depends on what you drive a year. Do you know what you drive a year? Oh, probably 10 or 12 at least. Okay, so if I put you on a semi-synthetic, yes. and I know you're not, but if I could put you on a semi-synthetic at 7,500. Wait, what do you mean I'm not? No, are you on a semi-synthetic? Yes. Or? You're on a semi? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were on a semi, a full synthetic. No, I do a okay. semi-synthetic. Semi-synthetic, then you can go two oil changes a year, 7,500 miles and 7,500 miles, which is about your 14,000. Right. And you get to, your car gets looked at twice a year providing that your son does a good job and just doesn't drain the oil and ship you out the door. And he does check your tires. And speaking of inspections, I think you had your car in for an inspection of the day and the the front bumper had damage to it? Yeah, it had to be when you were driving because it didn't happen on my watch. How many times have I driven your car? A lot. No, no, really. <laughs> no, really. <laughs> really? Really. I would have known that. You would have known if you hit it? If I hit something, yes. Okay. Well, most of the time when I'm driving your car, you're in it. Oh, that's debatable, but no, okay. That's not debatable. <laughs> Bottom line is is you, you always hit those parking blocks and I tell you not to. It was probably that. This was a twenty mile an hour crash. Okay. You don't know that. Yeah, I do. No. Nevertheless Nobody's investigated it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The guys in the shop understand this is not Mark's fault. Nevertheless, nevertheless, your oil changes are twice a year, seventy five hundred right. miles. We bring you in um if we bring you in, in May, then mm-hmm. we'll bring you back in in November. So both ways you get kind of fresh oil in the summer and the winter. Folks, you should be the same way. Now, if you've got somebody that's driving 20,000 miles a year, they can do two synthetic oil changes every six months, one every six months, and get by perfectly. As long as their car doesn't leak or, I mean, sometimes it's just a waste of money to do synthetic if if they have issues like that. Okay, neither have you been to the Valvoline School of Oil because oil leaking has nothing to do with anything but what it's you're a saying, waste because then you have to put more oil in, and well, it's expensive. It, it, oh boy, <laughs> you know. Explain it to me, dear. Okay, okay. <laughs> 
um, everybody thinks that your car is going to leak oil with synthetic. So when you open the door and you put synthetic in with oil leaking at the same time, everybody jumps to a conclusion, and that's an old wives' tale. It doesn't really make any difference what kind of oil. If you got a leak, it's going to leak. Right. But the idea is, is that you really can't go 10,000 miles without checking your oil. So we need you to lift the hood at the gas station like every second or third fill up and pull the dipstick and look at it. Because there's lots of cars that will consume oil, but we won't get blue smoke and the oil won't leak on the ground because there is no leaks. So there is a responsibility. Now, the older people in Ahwatukee that we service, mm-hmm. chances of them running out of oil after 3,000 miles is pretty slim. Sure. So I'm kind of saying to them, I'd like it if you checked your oil at 1,500 miles into the 3,000-mile oil change or the 5,000-mile oil change. But um, if you want, stop by and we'll check your oil for you. So that's kind of how it works out. Okay. You've always said if there's a car, an older car that's leaking oil, you're not going to put expensive oil in there. You're going to put like a conventional in there. I I, I agree with that. I've been listening to you. Okay, that, I agree with that. If you got a leaker, it's crazy to put synthetic. There you go. That's what I was saying. Okay, we have a tape, and that's not what you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. You're right. If it's a leaker, then you, actually you want to step up the viscosity. So if you're using a a ten thirty, then maybe go to a straight thirty weight. Or you can fix the oil leak, mm-hmm. one or the other. But yeah. but synthetics don't leak any better, faster, worse, or anything than conventional oils. Okay, I didn't All say right. that. All right, okay. Yes, Listen you did. to me. Yeah, you did too. <laughs> 602-508-0960, I have something else to tell you. This is kind of season for people buying off-road vehicles. Sure. And people are buying quads and side-by-sides and four-seaters. And um, a quad typically is a one-person vehicle. A side-by-side is a two-person vehicle. And then you have four-seaters, which is a four-person vehicle. And that's usually two in the front and two in the back. And those are bigger. Quads today can run you from probably two or three or four thousand dollars for the small one like we have for the kids that we trained them on mm-hmm. all the way up to a new can-am that's turbocharged that could be thirty thousand dollars here's the issue folks the issue um for me has always been i like the idea of being able to shop for different colors for different pricing for b- different out the door prices um, if all the chevrolet dealerships in town were owned by the same company there's a good chance if you wanted something that wasn't rubber stamped at every one of them, you'd have to go outside the city. Mm-hmm. With quads and side-by-sides, motorcycles, kids' motorcycles, kids' quads, you have to do that because there is a monopoly in the Phoenix area. So I've gone to, now you know this, We I went to Sierra Vista to Cochise Motorsports and bought quads for the boys. Mm-hmm. You know I saved a heck of a lot of money. In sure. spite of the fact I drove down, picked them up on a trailer, and brought them back. I saved a lot of money. Right. Now, there's Casa Grand Adrenaline Motorsports, and I went to high school with the owner of that. Mm-hmm. And he's a good guy, and he has lots of stuff in this. I think he's the number one Can-Am guy or was the number one Can-Am guy in the whole state. Okay. So he's not selling Can-Ams and being the number one, because that's the most popular $30,000 scooter we got. Okay. He's not selling those because he's selling them higher than everybody else. Sure. So, And then you've got Rye, you've got Four Season Motorsports, where we have also bought quads. Mm-hmm. So we've purchased, when you go back to 1968 when I bought my first motorcycle, that was at Western Honda at 68th and McDowell. And I think I bought more than one motorcycle from Western Honda, and of course they're 
I don't think they're around anymore. Nevertheless, it is different now just because of the monopoly. And I noticed that people have been sending me their sales sheets. And in their sales sheets, there's the motorcycle. And I'm being facetious at this okay. point, so cut me some slack. There's motorcycles. Then there's a dock fee. Then there's a shipping fee. Then there's a freight fee. Then we cleaned up your motorcycle. And then there's a get-ready fee. And then there's a, a fee because it's red. And then there's a fee because it's black. And there's all these fees. And, and then you got sales tax. And then you got license plates. Then you got off-road vehicle stickers. Mm-hmm. By the time you get done, that advertised motorcycle for $6,400 is turned into a ten grand fiasco. Yeah, it's pretty and, crazy. And most of those charges are nothing they're not valid because the 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 MSRP the manufacturer's statement of origin but the sticker the sticker already has freight in it mm-hmm. so to add freight the second time isn't really fair to the customer because the sticker says this motorcycle sells for $6000 and there's $300 worth of freight in that 6000 so to add 3 300 to it on the other side is a double dip yeah most people don't know that though well, so you're and, telling them well i just suggest that they before they sign a deal, that they get the entire contract in front of them. They can have all kinds of stuff like insurance. They can have all kinds of stuff like payment insurance. They can have a a, a finance fee that's double digit, mm-hmm. an interest rate that's double digit. But the doc fee bothers the heck out of me because they're taking your information, they're putting it into a computer, they're making a file for you, and then they print out a sales document. And $250 for something that may take 10 or 15 minutes with the customer in front of you, $250 is just a fee that I think is an arguable uh, ripoff. Mm-hmm. I think that then a dock fee. And so if you're going to have the dock fee and then you have the setup fee, and then I remember buying a motorcycle, and you remember this, they charged me a, a, an assembly fee. Well, if you take the motorcycle out of a box and you've got to put the tires and wheels on it, it's hard to sell it without the tires and wheels. Yeah. That should be a cost of doing business. But that was an addition on one of mine. Yes. And that was a guy that was out of state that I had met a long time ago. Sure. And so there was, those are the kinds of things that we talk about. 602-508-0960. If you want to argue about oil, give me a call. If you've got a car question or a car problem, give me a call. And we had a guy the other day, and I'll tell him now the size break. He had a CD player that had six CDs stuck in it. Mm-hmm. And he had gone around town trying to get the six CDs out. And so he sent me an email. And I'll tell you how that ended up and what we actually found out about that. And it was kind of interesting. And it was a, it was a money-saving investigation oh. that he took on himself. Really? Yeah. Okay. And I helped him. So we'll be back right after this. Hello. I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us. It's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified, We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. 
My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message. There's no question you want the best education for your child. It's an integral part of a bright future. A private Christian school provides more one-on-one attention, the structured learning and Christ-based values you want for your child. But if you didn't think you could afford it, 960 The Patriot presents Half-Off Tuition. Now is your opportunity to enroll your child at a local private Christian school for half-off. We've partnered with some of the top Christian schools in the Valley to offer a limited number of half-off tuition vouchers. Imagine smaller class sizes, better grades, an inspiring Christian environment where the achievements are positively outstanding. For details and a complete list of schools involved, go to 960thepatriot.com. A values-based Christian education has never been more affordable. Click now and get your half-off tuition voucher before it's gone. Only one or two vouchers per school available. And if you don't see the school you're interested in, let us know and we can try to work with that school. That's 960thepatriot.com. Patriot app tip number five. Listening to 960 on the Patriot app but want to see the latest from the Patriot on Twitter and Facebook? Click the upper left-hand corner and access both without leaving the app. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Become a fan of 960 The Patriot on Facebook or follow us on Twitter today. Just go to 960thepatriot.com for more information. Welcome back to everybody. We're going to go through this business stuff real quick. First of all, let me finish the CD player kind okay. of thing. Okay, the guy's got a Ford, and he's got a CD stacker in the dash along with his entertainment. He's got six CDs stuck in there. Gotcha. So he goes to a place, and they say, hey, it's cheaper just to have us replace the whole thing. Okay. He doesn't really believe that, so he sends me an email. So I call around and find out that some guys can get the CDs out. But the Christ they quote, he could buy those six CDs plus 30 more. Okay. Because you got to take the dash part. So then I called the shop and I talked to Eddie, and Eddie said, "Yeah, I, we've done that before." But he says the cost exceeds the six CDs that are stuck in there. Okay. Then we called Sounds Good to Me and Cartoons, which mm-hmm. are two stereo shops we deal with, right. and they said the same thing. They said, "Don't dig those out. If you're going to do it, just replace it." And so we gave him that option, and I think he was going to say, "I'll just buy new CDs and play them one at a time." And yeah. leave those six in the dash because it wasn't like you could push a button and get the CD out. You had to take the unit out of the out of the dash. So it would still play one at a time, and you just put it in and take it back out. It, he yes, he couldn't get them out. Okay, just change them. So he was stuck with the same six CDs for the rest of his life. But that's what happens when you buy a Ford. <laughs> Nevertheless, Action Auto Repair could have fixed that thing. They could have got those CDs out. Located at I-17 in Deer Valley. Full service, family-owned operation. I've known Tom since 1983. He's a good guy. He has ASE Master Certified Texan. He de- techs. He doesn't mess around. He knows right from wrong, and he doesn't let his technicians have the steering wheel for his shop. He's on I-17 in Deer Valley, and you can't go wrong. If you're in that area and you don't have a good garage, Action Auto Repair, I-17 in Deer Valley. And, John, you're up. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, my girlfriend has a 96 Buick Regal, and it's in real good shape. And she, she got an engine light, check engine light come on. Okay. And I had a mechanic check it out, and he had a $10,000 laptop computer, so I think he knows what he's doing. And he said the solenoid to the EGR valve that opens and closes the EGR valve is bad. And he cannot find a replacement solenoid for that thing. Okay. Where can we get one or find one? Well, this is not a problem that we have. So um, I'm going to guess that you could get on the Internet 
and query a 96 Buick Regal and then a parts list. And then it's going to ask you for the eighth and the tenth digit of the VIN. And then it's going to, and that'll tell it the engine and, and the year and the, and the month of production. And then you'll punch in EGR solenoid. But really and truly, this wouldn't take my parts guys more than three or four minutes to find the solenoid. So I'm kind of confused about why this is a problem. Um, I want to comment on something you said, though, and I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. Having a $10,000 scanner doesn't mean that you're going to be able to read it. The process is, is I don't know if you had a solenoid code or an EGR non-functioning code. I don't know how, how he had it. But obviously with the scanner, you can see the signal being sent to open the EGR, but you also have to go to another screen to see the EGR open because there's an EGR position sensor. Now, the EGR position sensor says it's open, but if the passageway is plugged with exhaust uh, carbon, then nobody will see this is going on. So you can replace the EGR, you can replace the solenoid that applies the EGR, but if the passageway to the EGR is plugged with carbon, like this 96 could be, then you can spend a lot of money guessing. My suggestion in, in, a, in a courteous way is, as you look him in the eye and you say, now look it, I need to know that you're not guessing with your money or mine. So I need to know that this solenoid is going to turn off the light and it's going to stay off and that code will never reappear for the next five, six, seven months. So just that's okay. When people do that to me, I have no problem with that. So it's easy to talk whether you're guessing or with your money or their money. And if there's going to be guessing, I say to people, just say to the shop, I don't want to guess with my money. So if we're guessing, Mark Salem, we're guessing with yours. Now, there is sometimes I will be guessing with my money, but I feel pretty good about that. So nevertheless, that's what I would do if I were you. Try Rock Auto first and go there and get a part number. Then once you get the part number, you can call some local places here in town and see if they can get it for you. You're not going to be able to use the warehouses I use because they don't sell to the retail. So factory motor parts, parts authority, big Napa shops that are, that are what we call WDs, warehouse directs, they're not going to sell to guys like you. But the Auto Zones and the O'Reilly's and the CarQuest, they do sell to you. So that's what I would do. I'd get the part number first and then start shopping the part number. Thank you, John. That was a great question. Bob, you're up next. Hi, Mark. Hi, Renee. Hi. Mark, when did detergent oils come out? Um, right after uh, non-detergent. <laughs> it actually came out in the 60s. Do you know what detergent is? Well, I just remember before detergent oil, when I would watch my dad change the oil, he'd take the oil filter off, and there'd be all this crunchy like goo and stuff all around the base of the oil filter. Uh-huh. And that's how synthetic oil got a bad rap, because when people started using detergent oil, it cleaned out all that crud. And then your engine seals started leaking. Okay. And people were blaming the oil. Okay. But it was really just cleaning your engine. No, 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 no. There is no such thing as scrubbing bubbles. Detergent does not clean anything. It's a misnomer. Here's the the difference. You remember your little Briggs & Stratton lawnmower? Do you remember that? It had no yeah. filter, right? Yeah. Okay. I never changed the oil in 12 years. All right. Well, that's a bad idea. But nevertheless, <laughs> okay. Listen, there's no filter on your lawnmower engine, okay? The, we don't want the oil to hold the trash in suspension because we're circulating the oil around the valves and the pistons and the rod and the crank. So we want the non-detergent oil allows the solids and the trash to poof, go to the bottom of the oil pan. 
so we're not going to circulate that trash. Detergent oil literally holds it in suspension. So if you want to figure that there's two inches of oil in your oil pan, and in the middle of that two inches there's a piece of carbon or some trash or some poo-poo there, then that stays there until that oil goes through the filter, and then the filter captures that trash and holds it out. So there's no such thing as scrubbing bubbles. You can put all the detergent oil you want in your engine, and it's not going to make it cleaner. It's just going to hold the dirt in suspension. Now, non-detergent oil doesn't even appear anywhere, but if you had a lawnmower and it didn't have a filter, you should use non-detergent. But in reality, who cares? But that's kind of a misnomer. Well, it's not kind of. There's no question that detergent, when you put detergent on your car, that you're not, you're not going to end up with a brand new motor on the inside after three or four oil changes. It just doesn't happen. It's just a suspension issue. It's kind of like if you were to sprinkle some Kool-Aid into a glass, maybe some of those particles would stay within the water before they fell to the bottom. And if they fall to the bottom, that's a non-detergent. If the particles in the Kool-Aid stays within the water glass, then that's detergent. Did that, that work out okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. As I long as you got it. talking about the powder or something. I'm not sure. Well, I don't know how else to draw it. It's on the radio. We don't have the benefit of visuals, so I'm trying to kind of draw. Oh, here. Okay. And a, a, a drop of oil <laughs> in a glass of water well, stays in suspension. Rise. Yeah, it's going to be up on the top. Well, but yeah. But if you shake it up, the water... The oil will disperse in the glass of water. Then we'll have oil throughout the water. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, it'll end up on the top again. Sure. But for the time being, that's called suspension. Okay. All righty, Bob, thank you for bringing that up. Thank you very much. Let's see. We're 40 seconds away. Kent and Bill, don't go anywhere because I'm coming back to you in about three minutes. And we're going to do Kent first and Bill second. And then we're going to take anybody else. So you would be third, fourth, and fifth if you wanted to join now. 602 508 602-508-0960. And next, uh, in the next 15-minute break, Renee's going to answer all the questions. Nice. <laughs> you guys may not want to call in. <laughs> no. 602-508-0960 if you want to get in line. We've got two callers in front of you again, Kent and Bill. And then we'll be back right after this. Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive. And his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB Online Directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's 
It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Are you a small business owner in need of cash to fund payroll, buy new equipment, or expand your business? Has your local bank turned you down? Have you been told no when you really need to hear yes? Get cash to run your business right now. Just call Strategic Funding and get a yes today. Call 800-585-5090. That's 800-585-5090. If you've been in business for at least one year, have annual revenue of $150,000 or more, Strategic Funding can provide you with up to $500,000. Our unique financing service will get you the cash you want with flexible payment plans personalized to fit your specific needs. Call now, 800-585-5090. That's 800-585-5090. Growing your business just got a whole lot easier with a strategic funding approval in as little as one day. For a free no-obligation quote, call 800-585-5090. It takes 12 years to create a graduate. It takes about the same time to create a dropout. The difference between a child becoming one or the other could be you. Studies prove that reading to a child regularly dramatically improves reading skills. And kids who read well by third grade are four times as likely to graduate. So United Way is calling for one million volunteers over the next three years. We're asking you to step up, make a pledge, tutor a child who needs help, mentor a kid who needs someone on their side, volunteer to read to children, make a difference. Because when a child advances, we all advance. Entire communities improve. Path to success or failure starts long before graduation day. And the difference between a graduate and a dropout could be you. Be a reader, tutor or mentor. Give, advocate, volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge. Go to liveunited.org now. Brought to you by United Way and the Eye Council. All about that Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. Just like we promised, we're going straight to Bob. Bob, good morning. How can I help you? Kent. Kent, good morning. How can I help you? Yes, good morning, Mark. Thanks for taking the call. You bet. Uh, listen, I'm not at all a car guy, and then I heard your ad for the show, so I figured, now this is a guy that can answer my question. Sure. I've sure. got a 2008 Toyota Solera, uh, about 85,000 miles on it, and they're telling me I need a, uh, uh, basically, I think it sounds like the whole front-end suspension, the uh, control arm, ball joint assembly, steering gear, rack and pinion, um, and they're saying that's going to run about $2,500. First of all, does that sound about right? Secondly, if I keep driving for another couple of months, I got two weddings to pay for. If I keep driving another couple of months, am I going to do any damage, or do I just risk breaking down on the side of the road? Grab a hold of those horse reins and yank fast, okay? <laughs> first of all, first of all, when you have lower control arm bushings, upper ball joints, lower ball joints, upper uh, shock mounts, lower shock mounts, sway bar bushings, uh, tie rod ends, when you have problems you have obvious symptoms. So the lower control arms, those are easy to sell. We make a lot of money on those. But when you come to an abrupt stop, it should clunk. And when you take off, it should clunk. You got to clunk anywhere. No sound, no vibration. Okay, perfect. We're we're halfway there. 
Now, if I help you with this, then the next time the plate passes you, you make an extra contribution. Okay? I will do that on your and behalf. Because I know I got you by the the, the arm because you got two weddings to pay for. Yeah. One's mine, one's one of my children. Yep. Oh, I thought you had two daughters. I was feeling sorry for you. Yeah. No, that's okay. Okay. Now, the second thing is, is when you have a lot of problems with the front end, you're going to have abnormal tire wear or a pull. Now, does any either one of the front tires have abnormal outside or inside wear? No, I, I just put new tires on, so I haven't had time, time to see that. On the ones previously, um, one of them in, you know, showed some slight outside uh, wear that was kind of not repeated on the other one. So I'm sure there is an issue there. Okay, but, but wait a minute. It, it, when the tire lays over, when you take a turn, the front tires are supposed to lay over. We expect a very slight amount of obvious wear to the outside edges of both front tires. We expect Fair that. Enough. Now, okay. if you only made right turns and, and you left home, you made a right turn, you made a right turn, you made a right turn, you got to work, then it stands to reason that on your way home you'd make left turns on all of those, on all of those sure. streets. But nevertheless, now, we have no vibrations. We have no abnormal, obvious tire wear. We have brand-new tires, so there's no way they could read the tires because you right. have brand-new ones on there. Exactly. So, what did you take it in for? An oil change. Yeah. yeah. Just oh, an oil okay. change. Yeah. Oh, wow. Exactly right. Yep. And, yep. and it's pretty unusual for the rack and every other component oh, under all, the car thank you. to be bad at all the same at time. That, that's, yeah. What, yeah. that's what kind of caught my eye, you know, kind of perplexed me. And the fact that I don't feel any vibration, I don't hear anything, and if it's all the whole front ends going out on me, I would think I'd know something. You'd yes, have symptoms. Exactly right. Calm down now. Calm down. Okay. <laughs> Calm down. Me. Yes. Okay. He's Calm telling down. me. Yeah. Okay. You said you said something just a minute ago that that I was going to comment on, but I can't even. The rack and pinion. Oh, the rack. Thank yeah. you very much. If the rack is leaking, you'd have a power steering leak on the ground. The rack has two ends on it, the passenger side, the driver's side. As you turn left and right, if those seals are leaking, there's a boot on the end of the rack. It keeps the okay. dust away from the seal. If the boot fills up with oil or gets kind of squishy with oil, when you turn hard right or hard left, we squirt a little oil on the ground. I ask you, you see nothing on the ground, and you're not adding any power steering fluid to it. You don't have any clunks. You don't have any vibration. You don't have any abnormal tire wear. Buddy, you better put a couple extra bucks in the thing because I think, based on your analysis, looking at this through your eyes, I don't think you need anything. I think this was an odometer surf. They're looking at your odometer. You've been around the world three times, and they're thinking, oh, this guy has a nice suit on. And he he has a he has a he's paying with an American Express gold card. And now let me give you some self defense real quick. Next time that happens, this is what I want you to say. You right. say, "Hey, Mark, thank you very much for looking my car over. I'm never going to remember this, but my brother he's a retired mechanic and he likes to look at this stuff. So would you write down everything I need? Go ahead and put some pricing on there because you have to have pricing because you gave me a total. So if you just write it all down, just get a piece of paper, write it all down, staple your business card there, make sure we have your direct line, and I'll send it to him and see what he says." I'm going to tell you something. If they've been pulling your leg, they will never do that. Never. Because you could carry that to the attorney general's office with a good inspection and say, hey, here's what I got. So you just tell them, sign your name to the document, write it out what I need, and this is especially good for wives. 
Write yeah. it down. My husband's kind of anal about that. Write it down. Mm-hmm. I want specific prices. It, it, and you can just round them off. And as long as the end is $2,400, it's not to exceed twenty four. But do you have sales tax and shop supplies and environmental charges in that? Oh, no, you don't. With 2400 now, just grew by $240 because the sales tax is 10%. Can you tell my panties are wadded up over this call? <laughs> Holy mackerel. Well, you I'm got le- mine wadded up now. Yeah. <laughs> you need to find a new shop is what I think. You need to do. Certainly sounds like it. Certainly. All right. Like well, well, I hope I'll be in church you. tomorrow morning and make a, a donation on your behalf. Thank you very, uh, very much. You're okay. welcome. You're welcome. Gil, do we have Bob? We have Bill, who is next. Oh, okay, okay. Because you said John and then Bob and then Kent and then Bill. And and Bob left us. But anyway, Bill, you're up next, buddy. How You have my full attention. Yeah, hey, Mark. I enjoy your show very much and uh, try not to miss it. Um, ever on Saturday morning, but well, uh, you. your discussion about um, oil caused me to um, think a couple things about what um, I wanted answers to. I have an 03 Grand Am, and um, on this car, it will have a light on the dash that tells you when to do the oil change. Yes. And I know you were saying, you know, different intervals based upon the kind of oil and so on. Right. So... Is that indicator a good way to go, or should I just go by the mileage, or, or how do you look at that? Well, your 03 Grand Ram might as well have been a Fred Flintstone car, if you look at technology between 2003 and 2018. And I'm not teasing you. I'm not making – I don't mean to be derogatory, but it's the difference between Microsoft and Fred Flintstone. The answer to your question is, is it real easy? It's just ignore the light. Learn how in your owner's manual it tells you how to reset it. And most of the time on the old GMs, you turn the key on and you throttle to the floor three times. One, let go. Two, let go. Three, let go. And that usually resets the light. So you go by the Actually, sticker. I know, how, I, know how, I know how to reset it. There's a reset and but, button okay. um, where the fuse box is just to the left of the dash. You okay. Know, but... All right, but well, that's, I was just wondering if that interval is a good way to read it or if you're really saying you should do it by the mileage. Is that correct? Y- yes, because the computer and the car doesn't know whether you're using a conventional semi-synthetic or a, or a full synthetic. And even on the newer model cars, they don't have that. My truck, the light goes off at 10 and I go to 12 because I've got a, a 540 full-blooded synthetic in my diesel. So right. I feel very comfortable at 10,000 miles, but my light will pop at about 8,000, give or take. So the answer is is just make sure they put a nice door sticker up in the top. Now, let me ask you a real quick question. Is the mileage on the door sticker when you're due or when it was done? Well, I changed my own oil. Okay. So um, it's I've been basically running at about 6,000 with conventional oil, but I run a lot of highway miles. So does highway miles compared to stop and go? You know, rush hour traffic make a difference. Well, I'm I'm not quite sure. I'm I, I would suggest to even a customer of mine that they go six thousand on a conventional. I would think okay. that if you want to go to six, you go to a blended oil, and I think six thousand is perfectly good. You could go to seventy five hundred because most of them will go seventy five hundred. So you could do that. And highway miles is slightly better for the condition of the oil and the life of the oil than Grandma Moses going to the liquor store once a week um, that's two miles away. So you're, right. you're much better off on the highway. Okay? i got to run, but thank you very much, Bill. That was a great question. 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. 602-508-0960. We'll be back. Hello. I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. 
I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us. It's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message. Do you have what it takes to be 960 The Patriot's top shot? There's only one way to find out as 960 The Patriot and Scottsdale Gun Club present the second annual Top Shot Shooting Competition. 32 contestants will go head-to-head in a bracket-style tournament June 23rd and 24th until one person is crowned the new Top Shot champion. Whether you're new to shooting or a seasoned pro, Top Shot's accuracy targets, speed challenges, and even points for knocking down bowling pins will be fun and challenging for all. Make it to the finals and be crowned 960 The Patriots Top Shot and win $1,000. All participants will receive a Top Shot event bag with over $150 worth of gifts. Plus, as you advance, you'll have a chance to win gift cards from 21 Degrees Cigars and coins from Patriot Trading Group. Sign up today at 960thepatriot.com for Top Shot, June 23rd and 24th. Details and sign-ups at 960thepatriot.com. Sponsored by 21 Degrees Cigars. Lounge in Scottsdale. Mark Salem here. It's 45 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, and I want to tell you about Automotive Dynamics. It's Sun City's largest and most trusted repair facility. It's been around since 1982. They are really high on quality and service. And Chuck Nide, who owns Automotive Dynamics, his son Derek now runs the operation but chuck and i go back to the 1968 error so i've known chuck a long time and i've known Derek ever since he was a little bitty boy Mm -hmm. so when you go to auto dynamics you're going to meet Derek, and Derek is a guy and chuck did something unusual he pays his technicians a salary and not a commission or a percentage of your repair bill so therefore chuck can ensure they don't sell unnecessary parts or repair that's that's kind of nifty. So if you're looking for a good shop in the Sun City area, Grand Avenue, just west of 99th Avenue, it's Automotive Dynamics. Hey, Mark. Yes, sir. Uh, I had a caller who called. Uh, he couldn't be on the air, but he wanted your comment about a, a commercial he saw regarding Mobile One and uh, their mobile oil that claims that you can only do one oil change a year or 20,000 miles. What do you say about that? You know, I've seen the same thing. I think the key here is is once a year or 20,000 miles. There's very few people that drive 20,000 miles a year. Very few people. I would think it's single digit of the 100%. So that kind of suggests that you can go 20,000 miles, but the little writing says, or one year. Mm-hmm. So if you're a 15,000 or a 12,000 or an 8,000 miles person, then you're you're buying a synthetic oil that's going to go a year, but you're not going to get 20. Number two, I was around in 1979, 1980, 81, when Mobile One first came out with their 25,000-mile oil. 
and that was a real problem. We had lots of engine failures. We had lots of unhappy customers. That was a bad idea. I am really uncomfortable with anybody going 20,000 miles on an oil change because I'm quite confident they're not going to check their oil level on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, if you wipe your motor out because of an oil starvation problem because of the lack of oil, mobile's not going to step up and help you because they're going to say you should have checked it. So if you bring your car in on a tow truck and it's got a half a quart and a five quart quart oil pan, Uh, mobile's not going to stand there and raise their hand and replace your motor. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of bothered by this suggestion that 20 is okay or one year. And I think the or one year should be in in, big bold letters. letters. Which it probably isn't. Yeah. (laughs) But thank you for that, Gil. Michael, you're up next. Michael, how can I help you? Good morning, Mark. We have a special and rare day today because we have a chance for a triple crown winner. Yes. Do you think think Justify will win? You know, I'm hoping they will, just like I was hoping Golden State would win it. <laughs> I'm, I'm really not much of a sports person, but I do like people who re- win repetitiously. And so, and I really like that horse. I don't know if you've looked at him, but when people stand next to him, his back is higher than most people's heads. Mm-hmm. And so I'm a horse guy myself, and I, I look at that horse and I say, he is one big bad boy. Yeah, and it doesn't happen very often, so it would be kind of yeah. cool. Anyway, you got a car issue? I was issue? wondering how fast those horses go in those races, about 40 miles an hour, would you say? Or? Yeah, I don't I even have, have no a clue. Idea. I don't even have a clue. I, I can tell you that my horses depends on who's chasing them and who's riding them and, and whether their head is turned away from the ranch or towards the ranch, right? Wouldn't uh-huh. you say? Yeah. And so, yeah, if I'm on my way home and I spur them up pretty good hard, they're going to run a little faster coming home than they are when they're, when they're going away from the ranch. And then, of course, if there's somebody on top of them that's got a sharp set of spurs, they're going to run a little faster than me who doesn't wear spurs. So, yeah, they're, I don't know the answer to that. Anyway, have you got a car question? No, have a great day, and God bless you. And Well, thank you very much, Michael. Thank you very much. The Triple Crown, yeah. You want to bet on that, Renee? Uh, sure. Okay, well, we're both wanting <laughs> justify to win. All so right. I guess you can't bet. That's right. Bruce, you're up next. Bruce, how can we help you? Hey, Mark. Um, I got a question. I've, I've got a 2005 fifth wheel, 29-foot, tow it behind my... Uh, 2500 Duramax, and <clears throat> having trying to figure out how I can take my uh, 4, 4K generator with me, and I've heard people putting a, like a receiver hitch on the back of the trailer, and um, you know hauling the generator on that carrier back there, and I'm wondering if that's a safe thing to do, or because I've seen some of them like the uh, wheel. Um, handicapped scooters. They got yes. a ramp. They can drive up back on there. But most of them I've looked at have said not for use behind trailers for one reason or another. Some of them don't have any disclaimer. Some of them do. So I'm just trying to get an idea whether it's a safe thing to do or not. The generator weighs about 120 pounds, I believe. Okay. Well, I I don't think that there's enough rear room for you to put a 24-inch box behind your on your receiver hitch, and I understand a gooseneck and a fifth wheel that attaches to the middle of the bed. I'm not quite sure you can bend that truck in a 90-degree angle to the, the without doing damage to the trailer. And so I'm. Oh, I'm talking co- about. I'm sorry. I'm talking about putting the receiver hitch on the trailer bumper. Oh, okay, okay. 
Oh, I don't like that idea any better. Let me ask you a question. Um, why not just chain this down in the bed of the truck, and why not use an extension cord to light the trailer? I actually have uh, done that, and okay. I've basically loaded that generator in front of the receiver or front of the fifth wheel hitch. Sure, sure. And I usually end up putting my cherry picker up there and rolling it on, and it's just kind of a you know a lot of work to mount that mount that generator up in the bed of the truck but i've done it i mean so you think that's probably a better way yeah but in addition to that why don't you find some metal fabricator have him build you a frame and bolt it to the bed of the truck and then run a chain over the top of it with a padlock and that'll keep most people honest and um, and just build something that allows you to secure that i have a a 5k yamaha electric start with a remote control that we use for our horse trailers so i can fire it up from the bedroom if renee decides that she's drank too much and she needs to use the bathroom (laughs) then i can fire up the generator and i can use that fan in the bathroom to kind of exhaust whatever happens but (laughs) the idea is is if you get sophisticated it really makes your life easier, but I, I want to tell you, and besides that, I don't want that generator that close to your trailer, because depending on when the wind's blowing, you might get some of the tailpipe exhaust out of that generator into your sleeping quarters, and then the bed of the truck is already kind of close. So okay. I, I, I think yeah. I'd have it mounted. Okay. Yeah, mine's right. a remote start and all that stuff, too. So but wait, that, Let me change my mind just one time, though. Uh, if you put a receiver hitch at the back of the trailer, I would have it weighed to make sure that that 120 pounds doesn't screw anything up. But I can't imagine it's going to counterweight the front end of that. But I like the generator at the back of the trailer because it's the furthest from the sleeping quarters on your fifth wheel, which is at the front of the trailer, isn't it? Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm going to change my mind. I'm going to ch- When I came up with the CO kind of thought process... I'm thinking, okay, you put it back there still, you can still take that metal thing, put it in the receiver hitch, and chain it down, and then I think you're okay. And if you got the remote start, your wife's going to love that. Okay. So, all righty. good. Thank you, Bruce. Thank you. Thank you very much. We're going to talk about Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing. Just a second. Just a second. Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing in Mesa has been around since 1970. He comes from a family who's been in Mesa working on cars since the 1960s. Thompson's has been a name for car repair in Mesa since 1960. The family, which is the Vivian family and the Thompson family, has been there that long as well because Brian's uncle, Vivian, Mm -hmm. had the one at Country Club and University, that Union 76 station. So they've been around a long time. Brian and Thelma, the owners of Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing, are on Main Street just east of Stapley. I'm telling you, folks, if you haven't found a garage in Mesa that you like, you should try Thompson's, and I'll tell you why. If you get to meet Brian or Thelma and shake their hands, you'll walk away saying, now I know why Mark Salem thinks so highly of them. They're good, honest people, and they're exactly the kind of people you want to work on your car. And it's the only shop in Mesa that's got my name behind it. So mm-hmm. I really like Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing on Main Street, just east of Stapley. And we've got somebody on the phone. That would be Jerry. Jerry, good morning. How can we help you? Good morning, Mark. How, yes, sir. 
How's it going this morning? <laughs> you know, it's well. My wife is here, so I'm I'm having to temper some of the things I say. Oh. And she's she's got the Bible That's in front never of her. Stuff. And 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 she wants me to put my hand on the Bible before I answer questions. Yeah. And so, there you go. Uh, yeah, it's been yeah. kind of difficult, but then again, she's on work release this weekend, and so I have to enjoy her. Time. Oh gosh, <laughs> that happens sometimes, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it does. All righty, Jerry. What do you got on your mind? So anyway, I just got home and turned the radio on, I, and I see you're talking about oil changing again. Yep. And last week I was listening to it and tried to urge I tell you the show was too late. But anyway, I've lived here in Arizona for 30 years. I talked to you before a couple of issues, but I lived here in Arizona for 30 years now. But I used to live in Illinois, worked at a Chevy dealership for 23 years back here before I moved out here. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it seemed like back then we would get several winters in January to get down to 16 to 18 below zero for a week or two. And several occasions I'd come in to work that morning and got a car with a rod knock. So I'd get it in, run, drive it in, put it on the rack, check the oil, tip, tip, uh, put the dipstick down, uh, full of oil, raise it up, and pull the drain plug out. Nothing, just drip, drip. That oil was just like tar. Yep. And yep. come to find out, they never changed oil. Yep. They started and it, up, and I could pull a pan off. They'd start up. That was just like a gel. It sucked a little pocket around the, the sump, but nothing else would run into it, run out of oil, and there goes the rod. <laughs> you're, you're right. You're, everything you said is the truth. Um, I started in the repair business at a gas station at Ken's Broadway Shell in Tempe in 1968, and taking the drain plug off and having what effectively is ice cream that is just started in the liquid form. So it's coming out like it's coming out like toothpaste. And and you're exactly right. Now, the difference now, Jerry, is this. Back then, the engines only ran 180. So we created a lot of water in the engine and the water in the oil makes the yeah, oil just yeah, viscosity yeah. get. Now today we're running the cars at 220, so we're boiling the oil out. Now, you remember when you took that oil pan off or when you took the intake off, you remember clearly that there was mud and sludge underneath oh, I, that intake. You you can't believe how many engines I had in that would sludge up and in the rocker covers, the V8s, and yep. plug up the holes. and then The, the return hose. The, 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 yeah, and yep. the, the rocker covers will fill up with oil and down the intakes to go and fall okay. plugs. Okay, now <laughs> from, my, from my viewpoint, we take motors apart. I know you're going to believe me. We take motors apart with two and 300,000 miles, and you can eat off the intake, the lifter area. You can eat off the valve covers. And I haven't seen an oil drain in a head plug up in probably 10, 15 years. Huh. So it's different today in a better way, but the most important change is not the quality of oil, but the fact that we're running the motors at a higher temperature, which keeps the water from mixing and turning the oil into to milkshake. Yeah. But, Jerry, thank you very much. i got to run, but thank you very much. Now, I have five lines open, 602-508-0960. We're up against a break here in 40 seconds. So when we come back for next hour, it's about three minutes after the hour, and that's if Gil gets us there on time. But you know what? They saddle me with these these board ops that have no experience oh, whatsoever. And Salem. <laughs> Gil, you're going to get them back, I'm sure. No, I won't. <laughs> I think, wasn't he like three minutes late on his break at 40? Yes. Salem, I was. I was. You are so bad. You're right. I was three minutes late, and Gil covered for me, and that's I, I grateful. I know. But nevertheless, I have five lines open, so you can call and say, hey, Gil, I want to be first. That's what you should do. 602 508 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.